in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Moon Tea Podcast. Where are your co-hosts, wherever he is? Today, we have the one and only Alvaro Borjas. Dude, so good. So good. Um, it's an honor to be here. It's great to be here, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, it's an it's an honor to see your face and to have you in this in this uh in this virtual <laughs> Zoom room thing. Um I'm, yeah, I'm I'm good. For for some context, Alvaro and I met in when we were in a, a little monastery in France in 2016. 16. Yeah, and we were we were uh, roommates. Wow, this is amazing. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's... And uh, yeah, and then I think like every other day we would be like, "Dude, how ridiculous is this?" We're <laughs> just like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I think I have Alvaro's birthday on my calendar, so I'll uh. I'll wish him a happy birthday every year and um we'll like we'll talk every six months maybe um but and I think since then Alvaro has gotten married has had a kid moved to Texas just got a house just just killing it just moving up in life and and the rest of us are are uh, just trying to keep up with people like Alvaro so oh man no way <laughs> No way, but thank you for that introduction, man. Those that's just a big introduction. I don't know if I'm gonna be up to the challenge to that high be creative, but thank you so much, man. Likewise, uh even though we don't speak that much, it's just always really good to connect with you and just to know where you are. You're always moving around. So that's that's pretty interesting. I'm, uh, my first question is where are you living right now? And you're always doing interesting things. We definitely mad doing something really interesting in a monastery just living in a monastic life with a lot of interesting people that was super fun man that was really interesting and it's always just really good to, to see you man definitely yeah yeah um uh i'm i'm in new york city right now so i've been living at my apartment since mid-august and yeah that's it and then uh my friend my friend Hugh is in Arizona. Um, works as a works as a design, like a head of design at his company, and we're we're uh, friends who met back in San Francisco, and we've been doing this podcast since like January. So we try to do a weekly podcast, and we'll like invite our friends on, have an excuse to hang out with them for an hour, and then we put it on the internet. And if anyone wants to listen, then they listen to it. That's cool. Well, I had the chance to catch up with them uh, with well, pretty much all the episodes I, I tried. Once you told me you were doing a, a podcast, I thought, man, that has to be really interesting. And, and it was. It was really entertaining. I drive a lot, so I had a lot of time to, to catch up. So it's pretty cool wow. man, what you guys are doing. Wow, really? You listen what? to it. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, believe me, I drive, drive a lot, a lot. And yeah, sometimes driving is just... Uh, it's just lonely, man. And yeah, it's like hearing just a conversation between friends. It's it's pretty cool. 
so so what's up like where where are you in life other than all the awesome things that you and your family have accomplished um and like where are you driving to and how have you been in general well we've been pretty good actually like you said before we just bought a house uh which is pretty cool again like i told you we 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 got this country with the last hundred dollars in a in a suitcase i sound i sound have you heard like these old people like from the 20s 30s 40s and they will tell that to a third second generation immigrants so i'll be that person in the future and i'll tell that to my son but I, I, that was actually true so uh yeah we're just really thankful man life life is good it's just a simple life and, and that makes me happy i enjoy being with my wife my son um, I think I told you about that, but we tried different businesses. We're actually, we're living the dream still. Uh, we're just, uh, my wife uh, designed this um, kitchen item, cool things. There's just a lot of things for kitchen and we're just selling that on Amazon. Um, we're doing, um, I was importing Honduran products. I was, I'm born and raised in Honduran my whole life. So we were doing that as well and just selling different things on the internet. Uh, I'm a theologian as well. Uh, actually my vocation is a worship pastor. And, but right now we just moved so far away from uh, our congregation right now. Uh, we're looking for a new one. And for the most part, I'm doing DoorDash. And I, I like to think myself as a, as a crypto enthusiast. That's why I like your, your podcast. It, it sounded like like uh, crypto for dummies. And I mean that in a good way because it's so confusing this whole crypto world and uh, the most, it, it's great when you can just break it down for everybody. Like it's, it's there are many things like to understand. Sometimes there's a lot to, uh, to process and you guys are doing a good job with that. And, and yeah, we're just looking, we're looking to do that just invest in different things, not only crypto, different businesses back home well, it's not home. I just call it home, Honduras. This is my home now. But you know, like back in Honduras, there's a lot of uh, friends doing great things back there. So pretty much we're doing a little bit of everything. Damn. <laughs> Good stuff. Wow, dude. I'm, I'm so impressed. That is amazing. And oh, you forgot to mention your your wife is a real estate agent. <laughs> well, uh, not exactly. It's oh. funny, you know. If you don't have if you don't have the actual um, certificate, well, you're not considered a, a real estate agent. But she pretty knows pretty much knows everything uh, on real estate. She's really good at that. But uh, currently, she's just. Uh, in charge of all the businesses and things we're selling online and just pretty good at that she is better than me so uh for the moment she's just uh in charge of all that mostly so that's pretty cool wow okay wow that is amazing um do you ever listen to to Zay hymns once in a while do you ever do you ever oh yeah i do i do actually yeah i i do I, I guess they're not for everybody, but they're pretty relaxing and they'll just help you meditate, even though you haven't had the experience to be in TC. 
and be immersed in the cultures. This, this is pretty relaxing, I will say. What about you? You still hear them once in a while? Yeah, I was I was listening to Tizé hymns while uh, biking a lap around Central Park this morning. Oh man, that's great. That's I have a question. Good. What's a Tizé hymn? Alvaro, you want to go? Well, actually, well, I don't know if you, I don't know. Probably we should explain people who's listening to us what they say. I think that'll be a good, good point to start. Like for us, we're really familiar because it's quite an experience. And so they say is this community in France. It's a monastic community, interdenomination. All everybody's welcome. And it's just a group of, of brothers and monks, basically. And they have opened up the doors to everybody from all around the world. And when I say all around the world, I mean all around the world. You have people from everywhere. And uh, you just have a chance to live in community, to serve others. Uh, there's this, um, what's the name of the, of the prayer meeting center? Church of Reconciliation, I think it is. Mm -hmm. We will meet three times a day. We will pray which is pretty cool because basically we sing hymns, which are pretty, uh, pretty simple. They're really easy to sing and they will, they will, we will sing in different languages and usually they're really short phrases. So it's pretty cool because you'll find yourself singing in German or Chinese or Italian or Latin without actually knowing the, the language. And, and silence has to do a lot with the liturgy of the whole place. So We'll just sit in silence after singing and just meditate, man, or pray or whatever you want to do, or just enjoy the silence. And and I there's so many things to say about Tese, but I, I think that if ever world peace is achieved, it will start in Tese because it's such a peaceful, welcoming place when you, when you meet great people and where, where you serve others, you learn to live in community. Um, if you're searching something deeper, spiritual, it's a good place to start. It's a silence place. It's a silent place, a peaceful place where you can just pray, meditate, think, and it's pretty cool. So uh, the taste of hymns John is talking about are the prayers we sing three times a day at that place. Usually you're singing at that place. Sir. That's yeah. so cool. That's amazing. Yeah. What year did you two go? It was 2015, 2017? 20, 2016, right after right after I left San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So I went to Tizé for three months. Alvaro, I think you were there for one month? Like a month, yeah, a month. And yeah, so when I when I was there, I I discovered that Americans are allowed to be in Europe for 90 days. And so I was like, oh shit. <laughs> on on day 90, I went back home. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's amazing what, what is it that brought you out there Alvaro? well honestly my my story is not as cool as john john probably was on a on a journey a spiritual journey and he thought they say it was a good place to start but for me actually i've i heard about they say before because of friends but i got there because i was working with a christian organization world vision i don't know if you guys have heard about it but uh, I guess it's kind of big all around the world. And I was sent, I guess, like in a program or some sort of experience, international experience thing. And 
Yeah, actually, I was super blessed. I was super lucky because, uh, again, I heard about the place uh, at the moment. It didn't look like an option for me to go. Like it's, it's not easy like to just to stop life and go and be a volunteer for one or three months or even more. And I just got the chance, and I could pay for that, which I don't know if it, actually I could I could be called a volunteer because I was being paid by my organization while being there. But it was just a great, amazing gift. For me, I was pretty lucky, actually. So we did we did a bunch of weird things, like spend a week in silence. Oh yeah. Like, like what else? All the all these like hippie Europeans were there. <laughs> <laughs> so every time we talk about Tasia with John, it's it's just really funny because we met the most interesting people in the world. You cannot even start to imagine uh, their stories and their backgrounds and. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, like in a good way. Is we just mm-hmm. realize that people are so different, and even being so different, uh, it's really easy to connect if you're willing to. So that's pretty cool about that community. I remember Alvaro comes in one day and he's just like, he's like, dude, I just asked, I just asked someone where she's going after today, and she told me. That it's always it's always been her dream to work work with miniature ponies. So she's going to a miniature pony farm, and she's oh gonna volunteer there. And, and then yeah, and then he and I were just like, when when do these people ever ever like, I don't know, support their families or you know save for retirement or like. Oh, like no. She's like, no, I oh, okay. miniature right. ponies are the goal. There's about nine to five. When you can raise funds for a living, that's that's insane. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I bet you would meet the most interesting people from around because it seems very uh, just agnostic to anyone. They could just come and and have a great experience, supposedly, right? Yeah. Yeah. It allowed John in. I mean, that's no, I'm just kidding. Is a uh, so <laughs> what, yeah. Why'd you do it again, John? <laughs> Uh, I had I had been there once in 2013. I went for a week at the time, and when I left, when I left, I was like, ah, I want to I want to go back someday. I hope I go. So, in when I was in San Francisco, I like quit my job, and then, and then I was like, oh, I saw that there was like a sixty dollar one way one way flight to Sweden. And I was like, oh, it's it's easier to get to France from Sweden than it is to get there from San Francisco. So I went there and then made my way over to to France and then went went all the way back and then and then I stayed as a volunteer. So when you stay as a volunteer, you don't have to uh, you don't like like if you so if you go there for a week, then you you make a donation and then you can like stay for the week. If you go there for longer than that, you can stay on as a volunteer and you, you like don't pay anything and you have more responsibilities and you just like, it's like, I didn't, we didn't pay anything to be there, um, but we had work. So it would be like cleaning up spider webs or like making breakfast or, or just like totally random jobs 
um i had a job where my job was to like find like make sure teenagers were not smoking weed and like drinking and stuff so we would like walk around at night just like random random jobs i don't know you remember any of your jobs Alfredo? uh yeah they were pretty uh pretty easy jobs basically i i feel that we had these responsibilities as a tool to engage with our other people because uh, we will uh, we'll have to work with people from different countries, different backgrounds. I guess they did it randomly. And sometimes we'll, you'll have to work with people who didn't speak the same language and you're able to, to be friendly with them. And, and there were people who actually built friendships without speaking the same language, which I know sounds insane, but it was actually possible in that context. So uh, I remember probably like making beds on some rooms or just picking up trash. Nothing really difficult. For me, it felt more like a social experiment in a way, but we were helping that community. But I mean, it was a social experiment because I don't know, these guys, like these monks are pretty wise. Like they'll put you in this like everyday situations or just doing random activities and serving that community and serving others. and. I guess they know that when you work together with other people, I don't know, you build relationships. So it's pretty cool. Well, that's at least my, that was my impression at least. So, yeah. I remember I spent a week in silence and I would go on, I went on this long walk and then one day there was a, what was it? Like a, it was like a, it was a snail on the ground. And I was like, I'm going to watch this snail cross the road. And I just like, I just watched it. Because there's a, there, like, <laughs> I was spending the week in silence. Like I wasn't doing anything else. And I remember thinking, I remember thinking, I will never get a chance to do this like ever again. Like I'm, I'm just never going to do this. Um, you were planning going back? Uh. I don't know. I, I think because when you're, I guess when you're, uh, when you're above 30, you can only stay for one week. It's a different experience. That's right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm open to going back. Um, I was, I was actually like not too far. Like I was, I, I was in Lyon for like four days, I think like three years ago. But I I was there I was there just to uh just to eat food. I would like to go back. Yeah. How about you? Let me know, man. I want to have you as a roommate again. I don't know if my <laughs> wife is gonna be down for that, but it'll be cool to be roommates again. Now, but we're in different life stages. It, it will be a different experience, but I definitely want to go back. I want to take my wife. She has heard so many crazy stories. She she knows who John is. She definitely have heard a lot of stories about John. Good things for the most part so don't worry about that <laughs> most <part. laughs> yeah. yeah it's all good and yeah yeah i think if possible like uh, i will recommend like anybody like for like to go at least once in your lives so it's a great experience it is i don't think anyone can really pass up the opportunity to watch a snail cross the the path <laughs> 
well in a week of silence that sounds amazing honestly i kind of want to do this i think i think it's a you have to do their kind of thing i think we're just doing a good job john explaining to people like the whole <laughs> they say i don't know i don't even know how to like i don't know i, I think we're not explaining that like clearly mm -hmm. but you know the cool thing is that life is hectic in general like pretty much all around the world so you mm -hmm. to find a place in which um in which uh taking time to do things like what john said is something something that was actually um encouraged maybe expected from you being in that place um it's a place which it's okay for you to slow down and like for us nowadays in one century um times we're living that sounds almost impossible that so i think it's pretty cool it's pretty cool so yeah Yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to explain. I feel like I feel like whoever is listening to this right now and is curious about it, like there's a website, there's a lot of uh Europeans who may have gone and you can probably ask them. Uh but other than that, I feel like you have to just show up and uh and just like stay for a week and see see what it's like. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Like depending on the week, there's anywhere from like, from like 200 to 3000 people there. And, um, a lot of like young people. So most of the people there are from like 18 to 29. Um, a lot of people from Europe. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, like the common language that people speak is English, but they call it Tizay English where it's like sort of right um yeah every week there's usually someone from like korea there's i don't know i there was like one or two people from america like every week which is which is small really considering how big how big the u.s is um so yeah it's just a it's just a really great experience and like I think that was the best that my Korean and Spanish were at the same time. Since then, I've, I've lost most of my Spanish, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it was very different from the like tech startup San Francisco world that I, that I was coming from and that I was uh, very exhausted from. Um, I guess, I guess since then I went into the finance world, but <laughs> But I'm glad I'm glad I had that experience of of three months to to just like I don't know, it sounds so cheesy, but just to like like feed my soul um, and just do something really memorable um, and also also hang out with Alvaro. So oh, man, that was pretty cool. No, it's not cheesy at all. I, I will totally agree. Uh, you know, nowadays it's it's all about things we can see it's pretty much a material world and, and yeah things like related to soul spirit are they might sound corny or new age or even i don't know like made up for some people that it's good to hear your soul man like once in a while sometimes we need to rest and feel peace we all deserve some peace so that was pretty cool yeah um so let's uh what like how's how's the how's the move been 
how have, how have you been feeding your soul? Um. Honestly, like I still practice many things. Uh, I learned to say I, I just love to sit in silence, meditate and pray. And mm. I'm just a big fan of silence, which I know it sounds horrible, man. Like I was reading this book when we we're in Tese, uh, a monk uh, lent me this book to know like how to rest and meditate and all this stuff and just uh, contemplative prayer. And uh, uh, there was a line that stuck out to me and, and the author says, uh, by sitting in silence, I learned that I could not stand myself. <laughs> I cannot be alone with myself. It was impossible to be with myself. So um, that really stuck with me. So I, I practiced a lot of that, just contemplative prayer and just, I like being alone and being in silence, not in a weird, creepy way, but we just need like to cool down sometimes. So that has helped me a lot. And there's other thing we have these, uh, we had a brother, we, we speak like once a week. I don't know if you have one. I had a yeah. Catalina brother, brother Pedro, and was from Spain. And he gave me a really great advice, man. It sounds so silly, but until like probably I used this yesterday. So he told me, have you noticed how your mind just, just works really fast and you have thoughts you don't want to and you don't need to? Just think of your mind as a train station. And when you, just, when you stand really close, like to the train lines, you will see them pass really fast. And you will be able to read anything or to grasp anything or faces or anything at all. And it's just gonna be like a really fast thing in front of your face and you won't even remember a thing. So just think of your thoughts as a, just think of your mind as a train station and just consider that you're, you have the ability to, uh, to move your, thoughts like really fast negative thoughts things you don't want to think just think of them as a passing train and he didn't mean that that like literally but it helps for me like picturing the train I'm kind of childish like that so I actually picture a train taking my thoughts negative negative thoughts so yeah it's something that stuck with me hmm. yeah. I did uh I did something cool where I had I had a few friends over and we were about to get dinner, like in the Upper West Side, like a very, a very like, you know, a lot of like, a lot of people that that are like eating at a nice restaurant and like dressed nice. And, and it was like a Friday night. And then we, and, and I was like, oh, um, I used to do this thing when I lived in a monastery where we, we would listen to classical music and eat in silence for the first for the first half of the meal and then the second half normal conversation and I was like and I really liked it and then my friend was like let's do it I'm like okay sure <laughs> and then we went we went to this restaurant and we we're like as soon as the food comes we're just gonna eat in silence for 10 minutes and we did it and it was it was awesome <laughs> like <laughs> uh that was so much fun and it was like you could hear every, it's like New York City, everyone around you is like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and then we're just like. <laughs> that's so cool, man. And I just thought that's, that's a great tradition because uh, I feel most of the time we speak without thinking. And, and to be honest, that's, that's something I admire about you. I always have the impression that you think a lot before speaking. So it's it's the thing I learned from you, and so I'm thankful for that. And I just thought that that context of us having a meal in silence with classical music just uh, helped me 
worked a little bit on that. I'm still working on that, but uh, I realized, I just got that impression. You were always really careful with your words and I admire that, man. That was pretty cool. I mean, I, I think I think I am because because of uh, all the mistakes that I've made when I didn't do that. And so I think I just got better at pretending like I'm thinking more before I speak. Uh, but well, it's I, working. I appreciate it's working. it. <laughs> working, man, definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah. Hugh, you have any random questions for Alvaro? Hmm. There's so much to unpack. Goodness. So what is it about your wife that made you fall in love with her and her you? Well, oh. I, love, I love that question because it's funny. We used to, like, I met my wife 10 years before we started uh, dating. And we used to hate each other with this, like, absolutely our faces. We didn't like each other at all. We were not attractive <laughs> at all. I will say we even hate each other a little bit, which is really funny. And uh, it, like many people, they were like even offended when we started dating uh, because we didn't like each other. We were like with the, from different gangs, with different groups. And I was like with a hippie slash rocker slash metalhead slash emo slash everything weird outcast people and she was like on the uh preppy slash uh rich slash you know you got you got the impression like so it was like a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing and so we're part of the same youth group uh at Honduras and we had a lot of friends in common but again uh we didn't like each other we had the wrong impression of each other she thought I was I thought she was kind of uh, stuck up and I thought she thought I was a bit uh, pretentious and we were both right. But besides that, we had other good things, other good traits and and our things besides our negatives. So um, we just, um, so I like to teach a lot on theology, on the Bible. She wanted to grow spiritually. So we were, that's how we start our conversation. We had many things in common related to faith and we just realized we both both wanted to help people so we just start just gathering people and helping helping people and shepherding i guess <clears throat> people and then we became friends and i don't know something changed and so it's pretty cool because my wife um she's really attractive actually she's really pretty like she's like hollywood pretty like for real like <laughs> really really pretty and which is hard to believe if you look at me uh i don't like math doesn't make sense but she's really pretty but i was never attracted to the way she looked so it was pretty cool like when, when we became friends and i realized she was really funny and and uh smart she was really smart actually uh, and all these things we just felt in love i guess so yeah wow. so there just came a moment and you're just like all right well mm, let's go on our first date <laughs> Yeah, she says I trick her, which I think I did, but it, it was not on purpose. We were we start hanging out like with the same. We brought the our gangs, our rival gangs, rival groups, and mm -hmm. we made a whole group of friends, a bunch of friends. We we'll hang out, and I just uh, like we, we were like chatting all day basically. So we were already falling in love, but we were like kind of uh, in denial, I guess, because it was such a weird thing to say that we were like falling in love. But I told her like, yeah. We should hang out, and she thought everybody's coming, the whole gang, everybody, our whole group of friends. But I, I was actually just telling her, 
So she always, she always says that I trick her into a relationship, which probably I did, but it was not on purpose. So yeah. And we had like the coolest first date ever. So yeah. Oh, do tell. What is this? I need to know. Have you seen these movies by this guy? I can't remember his, his name right now. Uh, I think it's called, uh, it's with Ethan Hawke. He's walking around Paris with a girl. He's met hmm. that same day. Something about sunset, I think. Sure, we'll it's figure a, it out someday. It's a trilogy. Well, so basically, a movie is about it's about a couple who they are meeting and they they're just having this interesting conversation in in cool romantic places. So it felt like that. It felt like a movie. Like it, they could have recorded the whole thing and just make a movie about that. It should have been a blockbuster. We were we went to this small town in Honduras, outside of the city, a small colonial, colonial town. Uh, called Santa Lucia. I mean, the name is cool, man. Santa Lucia, which the food is great. You get great views of the city, beautiful climate, small romantic town. And we just walk around the town, like just walking and talking for hours. It was pretty cool. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. And now you have kids and you've... You we have, guys... a, we have a little boy. Our son, Ezequiel, which is Spanish for Ezequiel. Yeah. yeah. What do you yeah. think Come. is uh, one of the most important things to look for in a relationship that makes it healthy um i think that well two things you gotta look for someone who makes you a better person and you need to find someone you are willing to just give yourself sacrificial love to make the person grow as, as well so this is for me it's like that but there's people who have this complex of helping others they'll see someone in a uh, a terrible personal situation and they feel like they have to rescue that person or just people they got a victim complex and they want to be rescued and if you're there like i'm not judging like just love yourself and work on yourself and once you're ready like to give it all sacrificial love so that's for me that's what it, it's all about actually so wow. yeah i love it yeah, yeah i love it are you guys dating or on a relationship or and don't even ask me. No one wants to put up with my presence. Let's not. <laughs> what about you, Ian? I have a I have a girlfriend. She she has not been on the podcast yet, and the reason is that my mom will like devour it the second it goes on. So she wants to meet my mom before she goes onto the podcast. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we've been dating, what month is it? November? We met, we met like a year ago um, through a dating app. And then we were talking for a while. Um, this is when I was in Seattle and she was in Vancouver. And then she like, she like, long story short, she like came to Seattle. Um, we like hung out on the weekends and then I went I went back to uh, LA during during uh, Thanksgiving. She went back to Vancouver during Thanksgiving. Uh, we kept talking, and then and then she she also works remotely, or she worked she works remotely, and so we were both we were both like, oh, uh, let's do that thing where you like go somewhere and you work from there, and like we both we both wanted that, so we we're like, oh, okay. Um, want to try Portland and then we had this thing where we were like oh if 
if we don't like each, like I'll do like a two week trial period. So I'll come to Seattle for two weeks. And if we, if we don't like each other after then I'll just go home. So it was, it was very like, we we're like, Oh yeah. If we, if we don't like each other, like I'll just, I'll just go back to LA. It's all good. And then I ended up moving up in January. We lived in Portland in February and then I stayed there until, until the lease ended, which was in June. Um, and then uh, sometime in, we were not dating until sometime April. Um, so we never, we never like, we never like talked about it, but at some point, like I knew I was going back to New York city and she was thinking about it. Uh, so there was, there was a weekend where like, her brother got into grad school in New York city. And then her like really close college friend was looking for a roommate. So like all these, all these things came together and then she like decided, she decided like, okay, I'm going to move to New York city. And then shortly after that, we were like, okay, like, I think we should date. So, uh, so yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what do you yeah what do you what is what's one of your favorite things about your relationship dynamic john oh a lot of a lot of things but um yeah i think i think there's a lot of like like laughing and just being silly um and i think we both have a have like we, we both like do not want like a traditional we like we don't we don't want things that like fit in a box so i think i think kind of like where we are in career and life and stuff it would be like oh let's start looking for a house and then oh let's start looking at like nice neighborhoods for like nice school districts and stuff like that and there's a lot of reasons to do that but instead of doing any of that we're just like Oh, wanna uh, wanna both quit our jobs in two years and then like save up enough to live in like Japan for a year, and then so cool. like you, and then we're like I don't I don't know exactly what I want to do, and I'm like I think I want to do graduate school, and then she's like I think I want to be a barista. Yeah, that's rad. Um, so graduate school too, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i think i think like similar it's it's nice that we're on a similar wavelength in terms of like in terms of like oh yeah let's go do that fun thing why not cool i love it sounds healthy approved no i was kidding <laughs> but this is this is the alvado episode so i have a question for alvado <laughs> are you ready you said you're into crypto and i'm curious of what your thoughts are a bit more on this crypto and and possibly if you have any insights into how honduras possibly perceives crypto i was talking to a gentleman in a lift the other day that was from el salvador and it was oh. mind-blowing in a way yeah well it's it's kind of sad you know because honduras and el salvador are, are like 
uh, in a way they are like the Argentina and Uruguay of Central America, but they're because they're sim really similar. Actually, they're Spanish. It's it's pretty similar. They have really similar cultures, even though they're different countries and get big differences. But they're they are they are even more real now because um, they have this new president. I don't know if you have heard about him, Bukele, who's like really popular and he's like really cool hip president this is pro crypto and where's yeah, it where's I, it backwards baseball cap <laughs> and then we have Honduras sadly beautiful country with more resources than actually the than El Salvador bigger uh, but sadly sadly our president um it's been linked with drug traffic trafficking and I guess uh criminal organizations actually his brother is it's it's in jail in New York because he's a drug lord of a drug cartel and he's the brother of president of president of Honduras. So I still get for you to understand the backgrounds are really different, even though we're just neighboring countries and we're really similar. Uh, I will say the Salvador is thriving and sadly the Honduran people they're really fighting back. But there's no other way to put it. Uh, they're living under a under a dictatorship. The thing is, um, not many media will cover it because it's not a left dictatorship. I'm sorry if I'm getting way too political. I'm just trying oh, to give please. a context. This is so fantastic. It's, yeah, it's absolutely um, full conservative by hand uh, um, dictatorship. So that will raise less flags in a way because it's not left socialist ideology. So they were pretty smart with that. So sadly, El Salvador is thriving and they have, they're creating this whole ecosystem to support crypto and just making crypto uh, everyday thing. Actually, it's pretty interesting. They have been doing that even before it became legal, even before the president uh, just passed laws and created a system for that. They were really into crypto. And in Honduras, sadly, uh, crypto started as a sort of Ponzi scheme because we, they have this, all these guys working with Forex. And they were doing this sort of uh, like, I'm not saying Omni Life is a Ponzi scam, but you know, like you invite someone and your friend invites other friends and they got to pay. Um, so basically they hold the interest, the whole concept as a pyramid scheme. So people, they're really, um, they're just uh, catching up really slow. They got a lot of, uh, they perceive a lot of red flags, even though they, there are not, it's just that they associate crypto with with a Ponzi scheme because of the way it was introduced in the, to the country. So sadly, yeah, basically I'm the only person I know. No, I got a couple of friends, not close, uh, probably acquaintances that they're willing to crypto, but uh, I'm like a big crypto enthusiast and I'm trying like to invite everybody to participate and just do their own research. And, and that, even that is really hard. Like even people, they don't, they don't feel comfortable with that, but I'm, I'm living the dream. I'm trying to. Get my people into crypto and again i'm not an expert i'm just an enthusiast so yeah but i think it's a great great concept world changing thing history changing thing going on here which which crypto are which cryptocurrencies um are you into and and uh what makes you excited about it and well yeah. right now i'm huddling this uh bitcoin is my biggest bag i'll say then xrp uh i got into the hype of name coins as chiva chiva inu and safe moon 
uh, I had a decent amount of Ethereum and I'm not, I'm not ready to talk about this because I've lost my Ethereum in a really, really dumb loop. I'm not, I'm not, I'm still healing. I feel really sad about that, but I'm planning on getting some Ethereum eventually back again. But yeah, mostly that's what I'm holding. I got some Cardano as well. And what else? Uh, some smaller bags, I guess, on, on altcoins. I can't quite remember right now. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Crypto yeah. veteran here. <laughs> I'm curious of, of all of those, they all have similar and differing ideologies, philosophies, technologies similar to. And what is it about if you had to, if you were able to say what in a few sentences or a bit, if, what is it about crypto that you think is important? What is it about some of those possibly that you think is a value add or why people should tune in or not? What have you learned along the way and what would you like to share? So honestly, we got to be honest, most people just get into crypto because uh, they, they see crypto as, as stocks, like the same dynamics you buy on the deep and then you get your gains and you get out. But which is not bad at all. Like we all need our gains. We all want our gains on our investment. But what I like the most is the fact that it's this decentralized and it's actually it's open to everybody. And the same things we can say that are real about money are, are real about crypto uh, in the sense that people will say it's, it's not backed by anything. It's, it feels unreal. So what makes you think that a piece of paper is real, but the value that you give to that piece of paper uh, or what the market says or, or the whole system. So uh, the fact that crypto is so junk as a, as a currency uh, and it's growing so fast and many things is happening with that. And it's open to everybody. And it's uh, the fact that it's related to technology and, and that's the way we're bringing the world together through globalization and technology. It's, it's just a way of giving everybody a chance. That's what I like. It feels like crypto is giving everybody a chance. And I'm telling you that because I have both worldviews. I have lived here in the States for six years now, six or five, five years. And I live most of my life in Honduras. So I got two worldviews and I understand the American point of view and I have this uh, Latin American point of view and not any Latin American point of view. I come from one of the poorest countries in the world and in Latin America. And, and you know how rich people say, hey, poor people are poor because they want to. Like, well, you're poor because you want to. There are a lot of opportunities and that's not true in third world countries. There's a lot of uh, social differences. And, and as a country, uh, there are many things, many opportunities we don't have as a first world country. Things you actually get for granted, things you were born with. It, it will be even crazy when to start to make a list of the things, the, the way we have to swim against the against the stream. Uh, and I, I don't mean to sound as a victim, like uh, we're happy people and, and we're just grateful with what we have. But I mean, like globally and as an economy, as a country, we are not born with all the opportunities. So I just think like crypto, man, it's given a chance to everybody. Just look at Venezuela and they're super into crypto because their economy is just a failed system recently. So. 
I'm sorry if I got too political. It's not my intention. I'm being too political today. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You good? You good? Um, follow up, follow up question for for all of that. Like, given given um, that you come from, uh, like, where you and your wife come from, and given uh, where you and your family are now, like, what are some what are some goals? that you have in the medium and long-term, like obviously, obviously like um, probably like, you know, you want your family to thrive and all that, but like, are you, are you like, do you still have a lot of connections back in the Honduras and, and you want to like, you want to like help out um, the community there or are you, um, I don't know, or are you like, trying to be like like a influential theologian like i don't know like what are what are you like yeah what are you like aspiring to are you are you trying to be like a like a crypto master whatever that means um yeah like yeah what are what are some things that you're you're just you're like dreams and ambitions uh first of all with my wife we is our dream is to bless every person that has a chance to meet us we just want to make people full of compassion and peace and first of all with that we want to start building from the inside inside to the outside and just start just with the basics man that's that's what we believe like uh as a christians we just it sounds so cliche and i know like being like Jesus is our first goal, man. And I know that for many people, that doesn't sound like a goal, but even taking the religious aspect of it, just being a human being who thrives in helping others and just fighting for justice and equality. As a theology student, I have this concept of Jesus of just breaking paradigms and and just being really radical in his um and the way he loves people. And uh, first of all, I will start with that. Second, I will love to, I write music. I don't have, I'm any good, but I, I'm a singer songwriter. And uh, I went to get paid in music, which is a funny idea. I was influenced by that, by taste and music. I like to write 21st century liturgical music. Uh, music that usually Christian music sound, sounds like what you usually hear on the radio. I don't want to sound like that. I want to sound like something that um, uh, that sounds spiritual, otherworldly. I like otherworldly music, otherworldly art. And, you know, it's interesting, short story, uh, where, when the Prince Vladimir of Russia was looking for a new religion for the Russians, he sent uh, envoys to the neighboring countries to find a new religion for the Russian people. And the one who went to to what the movement was Constantinople was the capital of the Christian faith. Uh, in his report, he said, he said something in the lines of, uh, while they were worshiping, I wasn't aware if it was, I wasn't sure if it was heaven or earth for this faith is full of transcendent beauty. And they received this faith because of beauty. So I'm just a beauty seeker. And I don't know if that story made sense. What I mean is that it's, amazing to create things otherworldly, like they feel like they come from other world. Transcendent uh, beauty can change your life. So I, I would like to make really, really, really strange liturgical music. And uh, we would like to be investors with my wife, invest, uh, I'll 
our dream will be to live on passive income and just have free time to to live life and enjoy life and and yeah yeah we would love to to see all these things happening and obviously be an influential theologian write some crazy book in the future that some people's gonna hate and some people's gonna love those are the best ones so oh, hopefully yeah. i'll make it yeah if anyone's curious avado is on spotify and we'll we'll link it in the show notes before in uh, show notes below uh yeah good stuff i'm i am i'm following you on spotify oh thank you man thanks yeah. appreciate it hopefully yeah. i'll put some new music music next year so Ooh. weird music yeah. but hopefully it's nice the weirder the better <laughs> <laughs> They just don't think that, but thank you. Hopefully it will sound good. I'm excited. I'm going to listen to it. It's going to happen. You're going to have at least two followers. It'll <laughs> good. I don't have that many, so I appreciate them. Um, I think, I think it's been an hour. I'm actually not totally sure, but uh, I have a, I have a question for Alvaro, which is, if uh, what are some parting thoughts or words of wisdom um, that you have for our one or two listeners? Um, and I, I know you have a lot of wisdom, so <laughs> put in put in as much content as you want. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll be able to to live up to the hype, man. But thank you. <laughs> uh, well, it's 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 really difficult to put my finger on something, but. Um, I would just invite people to to be kind, to love one another, and I know it sounds silly nowadays. It sounds even not sincere um, because, in some way, we just feel we have the right to feel offended or to resent something or to uh, to protect our things fiercely. And there's things we can share, and there's things we shouldn't share because it was really difficult for us to shape them. But I think the like for me, the biggest still like for you to grow as a human being and to prosper is to celebrate the victories of others and to be to show compassion to others and to forgive and just to try the best version of yourself to be kind to yourself as well and to always keep growing even even if you stop for some reason or you're hurt or you're depressed or sad, or you don't want to keep on going. I think important thing is to don't stop, just keep going. And and I think everything you put into people, uh, what you put into people, that's what what you will receive. And even even if you don't see it, it's it's a lifestyle that's gonna make you happy. For example, it's really weird. We just felt we just moved uh, to our new house, and we heard from a, a junk family in our church um that they smoke here and they didn't have furniture so we just gave away away our furniture so we just have like three chairs and some patio furniture in our our living room and i know it sounds stupid but we just feel really happy and i don't know if we will ever we actually never met them and we just uh we just thought it would be really cool to receive free stuff if you first came to this country like we did with pretty much nothing so yeah that's our philosophy you know just trying to help others even when it's hard we live in sacrificial love so yeah just try it out if you haven't and yeah that'll be all 
You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, you're in North Dallas, right? Yeah, really up north. Really, really north. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be in Houston and Austin next year in May. But I think, I think Dallas is far from both of those two, right? It's, no, it's not so far away. Four hours from Houston to from Austin. So it's not so bad. Maybe we can catch up in Austin. Like, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I'll be there for, I think, a week for a wedding. Oh, um, that's great. And yeah, I haven't, I haven't been to Austin in a few years. So it'll be fun. Oh, and my company has an office there, so. Oh, really? That's uh, cool. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they have like snacks and stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Also, if you're, uh, if you if you ever find yourself in New York City, I'll be, I'll be here as well. There someday, not so not a far future. Hopefully. Or Gilbert, Arizona now. Or in Phoenix. <laughs> you just let me know. <laughs> Gilbert, Arizona. Not too bad a place, but hey, who knows? If you're ever here, though, let me know. Cool, uh, and I heard Arizona is really, it's really nice as well. I can't complain. You know, there are pros and cons to it, like any place for sure. Uh, I grew up here. Love it, though. So not too bad. Hmm. I, I'm going to have to be that guy. I'm going to have to be that guy, Alvaro. You know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to say thank you so much. So, so much. You're one of the kindest and most generous and giving type of personalities we've had on the, the show yet far. And, and I really want to say thank you so much for spending the time and honestly teaching all of us and about what you believe in and sharing kind of your, sounds cheesy, your gift, I guess, you know, just you being you and this is uh, the end of another episode of the Moon Tea Podcast, where we talk about craft and community. And I think we say building meaningful careers after that, but I think we should add on to community of like how you can kind of take notes from Alvaro and being a really meaningful community member and being a really positive person. So it's also it's also a monastic life. After yeah, that. absolutely. That like theologian monastic life just having a very spiritual and just well-rounded grounding and being a polyglot in a way so thank you so much polymath anyways thank you so much everybody for tuning in to another episode of the moon tea podcast we'll be around hopefully next week see ya peace